time to open up your brain locks, think outside of the box. Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. So the other day, I interviewed a fellow named Peter, and he has a YouTube channel named 434. And it's all about communication with these spirits or extraterrestrial entities or mushroom elves who contact him while he's under the influence of magic mushrooms or during meditation. I can definitely relate to Peter because I've had a bunch of experiences which are quite similar to his. Now he chose the name 434 because that's something that has personal significance to him. It's the center of a certain synchronicity which has been involved in his life many times and I'll put a link to the video so you can hear more about that later. 434 is a kind of magical formula. It spells out love, joy, and hope. And those are the things, whenever Peter sees that, he knows he has to refocus on those things. Now, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about his network of people who have had these experiences. We talked about near-death experiences, the nature of good and evil, and all kinds of stuff. Now, I encourage you to check out Peter's channel, 434. I'll put the link in the description. Thank you so much. Let's get into it. Cool. So I'd like to welcome you, Mr. 434, Mr. Love, Hope, Love, Joy, Hope. How are you? Name is Peter. <laughs> we could go with that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Great to, great to talk to you. So, yeah, you, you were just say, saying some things about the legalization of psychedelics, and you were saying Canada is in talks to possibly legalize psychedelics. Yes. And I'm obviously only talking about what I heard on one of the Joe Rogan's podcasts. Uh -huh. uh, Dennis McKenna was talking about something that he knows uh, that's happening in, in Canadian government. So it's just Chinese whispers, but who knows? Who knows? Ah, I see. Okay. So D Dennis McKenna probably has a lot of connections with people who are talking about that kind of stuff all around the world. So if he says it, exactly, it's not yeah. just a rumor. No, no, he's this the kind of person that he is and the type of connections that he has when he says something, it actually makes sense. And he's also, from the three hours I listened to him, he, he sounds very rational. So I can yeah. imagine he wouldn't be just talking about something that is just, you know, up in the air. We'll, we'll see, because I've read recently that there are some other countries who were thinking about it. Job Hoskins, uh, Job, sorry, John Hopkins University recently started doing um medical trials and and some scientific research on magic mushrooms mm. so i think there's something's happening yeah yeah well i have heard of a few things talking about making magic mushrooms legal especially in a therapeutic context and also with mdma i think people are going to work with yes that. yeah i've heard also about ketamine and um, i think they just realized that uh, administration of intraven intravenous ketamine uh, cures depression so right. it's, it's you know it's 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 still middle ages we, we're we're living in medical middle ages and we're still relying on some patented uh corporate drugs that don't work so you know one dose of mushrooms is pretty much four years of psychotherapy and and medication yeah. so what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I do remember I had this extended conversation. Like, I went on a date with this girl who was a, a psychologist, and I tried to convince her that there was something valuable about psychedelics. I was particularly talking about ayahuasca, and it was very difficult to get through to her. She was like, "Well, you know, you can do all that stuff with talk therapy." And I'm like, "Yeah, but." How yeah. long does it take? <laughs> and, it, and it sometimes doesn't even get you a tiny fraction of the results. Uh, the first message that I got from Magic Mushrooms was they really wanted to show me what humans are. And I used the word humans in air quotes because apparently 
Yeah, you familiar with the term NPC, non-playable char non character? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they've explained that humans are pretty much most of the planet, it's, uh, about 97 or 98% are NPCs. Um, mm. It's very difficult to, to, to know what they mean, but they, the first message from them a few years ago was that humans are very... And it, it was it was a really interesting juxtaposition. They showed me what humans look like. It was four tiny eight-bit squares, like like mm. squares on an eight-bit screen, like 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 an Atari game. Mm. And and then I asked, so what is what, what do you look like? And he said, I I'm not sure I can show you. I said I can take it. Just show me. And mm. they showed me that he, he sh it showed me itself as if as if this was this giant being that is filling the whole universe made of energy love and and it was just it was impossible to understand it was really really yeah. something out of this world so yeah that, <laughs> that's humans they really they don't have respect for humans they uh, they showed me what we do to nature they showed me many many things they showed me that they, we don't understand love it's mm. it's very complicated right well, that was a, a key theme when the first time I took ayahuasca, that when the the substance started to come on, the first vision I had was my ex-girlfriend, uh, it was a memory of my ex-girlfriend asking me, why do you like me so much? Why do you love me so much? And I realized I never had a good answer. I could never explain fully why I cared about it the way I did and do. And uh, ayahuasca said to me, yeah, see that? That means you don't understand anything about love, why it comes, where it comes, why it, why it goes, you know, why it ends. And I was like, oh, all right, you got me there. Exactly. That, that's what I love about those entities is that um, the, the funny thing is that when I started posting those videos and talking to people on Reddit, and it's quite intense because within two or three weeks, I got like 100 subscribers, and it's really – People don't subscribe normally to stuff like that. They just mm. basically just started clicking. And I, I got in contact with a lot of people who've had the same experiences. But the amount of disbelief and, and ridicule that you get from people, that's really mind-boggling, is that um, people don't really want to treat those experiences as something real. But mm. when you have experiences like yours or mine, and when you know that this is not a product of your imagination, it's not something that could have come from the inside of your brain, you start realizing that there is something completely beyond our, our, what we understand and what we think that the reality is. And then you realize that there is a whole whole other world of, of filled with wisdom and, and things that we never thought of that mm. needs to be explored. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, images and messages like yours, uh, the, the thing you get on ayahuasca, it's, it's very humbling. Hmm. Because the first thing, what I've and also I've read this and I've I've heard from other people that this is the one of the first messages they get uh, when they get in contact with those entities is that you know nothing and you're here to learn and listen <laughs> and that's what I really enjoy. I love learning and they they've been amazing teachers. They've they've taught me so much. They've absolutely changed my life with all the messages and all the information and it is it is it's like having an, another life. I always say that my life will never be the same without my experiences yes yes well I, I like to say that it's so important to treat these substances with respect because they do have the power to ch literally change the course of your life like one night one journey can actually change who you are or lead you to ask these key questions which will mean you'll never be the same no of course it's it's once you experience just just this image of, of humans just being those stupid, insignificant dots, that made me completely humans. And then there was this experience where I was allowed to talk to trees. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, it turns out trees' souls, they actually are living beings. And I was lucky enough to actually get in contact with some of them. And then I found books about uh, people who actually uh, who actually research this stuff, but it's outside of the psychedelic, uh, you know, the spectrum. It's basically people who, who 
like cleave like, back. Exactly. It was widely discredited and ridiculed, but there is now a, a German. Hmm. I don't think he's a scientist, but he's someone who um, has been working as, I want to say tree surgeon, but it's not a tree surgeon. It's someone who deals with, with, with nature pretty much. He's been out there for like 40 years, and he has scientific proof. And we don't need to go far. We just need to talk about things like trees communicating when there's a fire uh, at um, and, and one part of the forest. The rest of the forest, for some reason, immediately folds the leaves. The trees fold the leaves. And, and this has been proven. They scientific. fold their leaves? Yes, they do. This is something that people don't understand. They don't know wow. how it's possible. But it's, it's so um, against the mainstream knowledge that, you know, you have the phrase tree-hugging hippie, right? It's basically whoever is in yeah. contact with those entities, it's automatically ridiculed. And uh, it's because it goes against productivity, productivity of, uh, of, of mass. You pretty much stop being a productive worker and you become an independent, clearly thinking human being that is absolutely of no use to corporations. And they don't want that. They basically mm. want you to be be a slave to the system, be a slave to your own problems, your own fear. Uh, you, you're just, you know, you're, you're a vending machine to, to the corporations. But um, the thing that trees showed mm. me is for a moment, they let me look at the world the way they see it. And when you look outside your window and you look at all the streets and cars and lamps and everything, you, you see world. This is your world. And occasionally you'll see a tree and you will see nature as something that interferes with human world. The way they showed it to me is they showed me that nature is the real world and human bits, this, this technology, is pretty much a big interference and distortion of, of the real world, of their world. And that was very sobering. That was the mm. moment when I realized how destructive it was. And to, to make it funnier, the thing that I was looking at was actually a gas station. And they showed me this as an evil right. arm of a, of a, of a, like, like a giant robot that is here just to destroy and, and rape nature. I, I was never big on, on nature and stuff like that. But after that experience, I realized that we're just, we're like cancer on this planet. That's really, really sad. Do you think that, that humans are, are really bad? Like the emergence of, of intelligence that we have is bad or is it just misdirected? No, it's actually perfect. It's the way it should be. And this is what, what one of my yeah. first questions to them was, why is there so much evil in, in life? And why are we so flawed? And they said, um, if you, this is actually a sentence that someone else heard. I'm just repeating because it was very similar to what they showed me. They said, if you zoom out and you mm. look at, at whatever, a city, a planet, whatever, do you see an evil? And they said, no, there's no evil. They said, yes. So the perception of evil is just the way you see it. Uh, number one, everything's mm. perfect the way it is because if you want to learn love, that, that's, by the way, that's the only purpose why, why we're here. Um, it's a love training device. They mm. said, if everything was perfect and if, it, if the world was full of love, what would you learn? Nothing. So you need to struggle with, mm. with issues. You need to struggle with problems and humanity. Uh, Number two, uh, your understanding of what's good and bad only works in your world. If you go to our dimension, there's no distinction between bad and, and good. It's, it's just something that you humans came up with. So they said not to think too much about it. They said you're here for a reason. And the more difficult it is, the better it is for you because it means there's a lot that you need to learn several times I've referenced the movie Jacob's Ladder. Do you know? No, never heard of it. I guess I'll, I'll spoil it <laughs> for some people out there. But the, the point of the movie is this guy, he comes back from war and he's, he's a veteran like 10 years after leaving the army and he starts seeing these demons all over the place and it, it seems really nasty and they're like trying to drag him down to hell or something like that. And eventually he realizes or his, uh, his chiropractor gives him some advice and says to him, you see these things as demons because they're trying to tear the parts of you which need to go. And so from his perspective, these things would seem evil, but they're really forces of good or forces of nature, I suppose you'd say, forces of the universe, which are just trying to maintain a kind of natural order. But when you're in that moment, when you're in 
uh, like a ego state of mind or when you're focused on your possessions or you know your body or anything like that these things can seem evil it's they seem like they're doing bad but they're just doing what they do yes this is a conclusion i came to years ago that uh, everything is mm. just a matter of perspective because what if it turns out that this here is hell that where we are is just a, a, a giant I don't know, like, like like a torture chamber, because it is. People who had out-of-body experiences, who left their bodies and went out of this dimension, they come back crying back because apparently it's, it's very difficult to exist here. So look how different we would look at murderers, um, people who let you, you know, just let you go, who, who free you from this misery. It's it, it's a you know it's an interesting perspective, but it shows you we take for granted is actually just an inter interpretation of of an idea because you don't know what it is, you don't know why you're here, you don't know what this thing, what purpose it has. So it's what Mushroom said is very smart. I think it you should go with everything that happens, and you should never take just it's it's just your you know it's it's just the way you look at things and and. Everything's planned according to them. Everything makes sense. And what we call evil is a necessary thing that needs to happen for us to learn whatever we need to learn. Let's talk about the NPC thing again. So I, I was thinking about something related just before we started talking about reincarnation. Like maybe the, a lot of people in the world are very conformist because they have young souls. And maybe after you've lived a few lifetimes, you start to figure out what's really important and then you say well you know fitting in isn't isn't really that important it's other things like self-expression and love and and joy and hope what do you think do you, do you think it's something to do with reincarnation or is it just like are these people just programs in a matrix okay well or what you, would you, say? you you touched on on two things so first of them uh, reincarnation it's uh, Again, it's one of those things that we came up with that mm. tries to justify suffering and, and our, our existence. Well, the way Mushrooms presented it to me, they said, is that it's like having a building filled with rooms. And when you start a life here, it's basically like going to one of the rooms and mm. taking a test. And you take a test, and once you're done, you leave the room, and that's when we think that we die. And the truth is that the way they showed me my, my um, this energy, they said it, it never dies. You just change the dimension. You, you basically leave the room. It's not that you die or reborn. No, you probably, you might never come back to this dimension, or you might if you fail the test, or I, I don't know how it works. I, I, I don't have mm. enough information. Uh, mm. But it, the concept of life and death is very, very different after mushrooms. And that's one of the reasons why they do the research now, because apparently it helps um, people who are about to die, people who are old or terminally ill. It helps them deal with this fact. Apparently, I think they came up with something like 70, 80% of all the experiences on mushrooms being positive and, and having a very mm -hmm. um, spiritual effect on the person. And it completely changes their attitude towards that. And I think it might have a lot to do with what I was shown is that you basically never die. You, you're, you're immortal, but it, it's nothing new. We've, you know, religions have been telling us about this for, for millennia. We, we all know this, we forgot this, we ignore it, but that's apparently the truth. Um, I also believe in that because my mom went through uh, an out-of-body experience when she had what was that she had some kind of a drug administered when she had a surgery and she, her heart stopped for 40 seconds and of course the usual she went to the light and then she saw the whole hospital she visited other room within the hospital you know the usual stuff and if you're familiar with the book by Raymond Moody life after life uh, he actually did had a scientific approach to the whole thing and he found out that there's 13 elements that are universal for every person who's ever experienced an out of uh, who's ever had an out-of-body experience. experience and he he talked to people from 
you know, New York Exchange stockbrokers to to shamans in in Amazon forest. So he talked to everybody, mm. and irrespective of who he talked to, it was always the same story that always checks out. It's always the same thirteen elements. So that there must be an element of truth to it. Uh, I always give everybody this example of. Um, they are called Myanmar children. There are children in, in a, on an island in Myanmar who believe to be Japanese soldiers. And there's 20 or 25 of them. They all speak Japanese. They eat Japanese food. Uh, they, they have nothing to do with Japan. They are ba basically, a, we could call it a reincarnation of some kind of a regiment. We don't know who, who they are, but they know that they were soldiers in previous life. And there's, there's just so many so much proof now even if you go on youtube there's there's even that there's a boy in scotland who described the life of another person 30 miles away from his home the boy is five yeah. and to detail he describes his life and then they went to that house 30 miles away and it turns out that everything's true so you know science right. like to like to ignore those things because they they don't have an explanation for this because it needs to be you know newtonian, newtonian physics and everything that doesn't fit within that paradigm it's being it's being ignored or ridiculed, but the truth yeah. is that um, it, it's not what we think it is. And then the the second thing you mentioned is Matrix. Uh, one of the first things they showed me is that this is a simulation, and this is um, I don't really understand how it works, but they did show me how to hack it. Um, so that's actually it is it is complicated because I I don't understand everything that I, they tell me about. They they don't even talk to me, they just telepathically upload me a bunch of stuff that I need to unpack and then process, and it takes weeks or months sometimes. And right. they told me at some point, they, they said, it's so much information, we need to slow down, especially for you. And I said, thank you, because it was just, it was a headache. I was getting to a point that within four hours, I was getting so much information that I couldn't sleep for weeks. Uh, because it's just, it, it's so profound and so so logical that you realize that you're getting a first-hand information from from some entities who, well, that, they said they said that they can tell me anything I want to know, and they do explain everything that I need to know, and that's one that's one of the reasons why I started making videos because I have so much information now that I need to share it with everybody. When something is revealed to you on, on a psychedelic journey, or even you know in the meditations that happen afterwards, how skeptical? are you of it or like do do you take the idea and say well let's look at this you know how does it stand up to scrutiny or where where would i go from this what could i build upon this or do you have a certain process to analyze the ideas no so obviously i did start from thinking wow this is something that my brain is just creating and that was first mm. minutes of, of my first trip because as soon as I started talking to them, this experience was so real and so flawless and the information I was getting was so uh, complicated that there was no way that you could, it's just, it's, it's like having a, a sense of presence of somebody else in the room. It's exactly the same when they start talking to you. You know it's not your, it's something you've never experienced in your life. You just know that it's not you. Um, so, of course, after, you know, the first experience, I started thinking I'm either crazy or this is, this is legit. And I started questioning everything that I get, all the information. I started looking, uh, into it. So I started researching everything about religion, that kind of stuff. And obviously everything they were telling me existed somewhere else already in our history. And it's, it's not something that I know. So, uh, that was very, but but always at the back of my head, I was thinking that's not that's that's psychedelic drugs. That's something that I should always treat with a little bit of caution. But hmm. there was a moment when they said, "We'll let you now talk to somebody." They they said, "You have a problem with understanding what you're experiencing, and and we'll help you." And they let me talk to dead family members, and they told me things that happened before my birth. And then I went back. To my other family members and asked them about this and they all started crying all this kind of stuff they said how do you know this and that was the moment when i realized that this is real this is not something that i'm making up um and from that moment on i stopped questioning so anything they mm. tell me i know that it's true i know that it's real 
there hasn't been in years there was not a single piece of information that could discredit the the, the validity of the whole experience that it, it has have everything they tell me is not only true but it's also so smart like I have problems that I've been dealing with for for years for decades and they give me a sentence that is made of three or four words and it's a perfect solution to the problem and I think you like like right. this example with your ayahuasca girlfriend that's how it works hmm. so yeah. yeah no that anymore and they they actually not so interesting they actually give me information through other people so when there's a moment when I stop listening to them they'll go to somebody else who has a psychedelic experience and they'll pass on a message to me. And those people come back to me saying, this is what they wanted to tell you. As soon as I hear the right. language that they use, because they use a very specific syntax in the sentence. It's very, it's to yes. a point, no emotional stuff. Like we use a lot of ego. We put a lot of ego into our language. They don't. They basically give you right. just words. And you know, as soon as you hear this language, I know that it's a message from them. It's just basically very different structure to what a person would normally use. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I call that being a conduit. And I've found oh, yeah. it sometimes too. Like, like I remember, it must have been a couple of months after my first ayahuasca trip, and I was talking to um, my friend, and uh, all of a sudden, we were talking about her relationship with her mom and, and, and uh, why she didn't want to have children in the future. And, and suddenly, uh, I asked the, these very pointed questions and suddenly she was crying and I was like well you know uh somehow I just revealed or whatever was working through me just revealed this trauma so it could be healed and it was very very powerful and very unusual experience yes yes that's uh, that that's a part of it I actually I'm actually making a video now I will upload it today um it's called why are magic mushrooms magic um and I want to I want to address those things that everything that happens is so out of ordinary and so unusual that you cannot live a normal life after that. that that's one of the reasons why most of them are illegal. It's because it changes you so on a, such a, a fundamental level that you just stop being who you are. I mean, there's a lot of people who become suicide after taking that. That's one of the, I want to make a video about this. Yes. Why are psychedelics so dangerous? And one of the reasons would yes. be that you end the life that you've had. Obviously, it's not for not not everybody experiences it. It is people who who don't change, but many people visit those other dimensions, uh, get in contact with those entities, and it changes them in a way that they cannot go back to their old life because they realize it's made of bullshit. It's just it's just lies and and ego, and that's yeah. that's a real danger because I I mean I'm I'm I'm, I'm a different person than the rest of, of people. I'm just, I know, I've always had this problem. Um, I'm just different. I think differently. But uh, I'm used to uh, being rejected, being ridiculed. That's that's normal for me. But someone who's not used to this, when they experience something like this, that's that's a very serious and difficult situation because you will find yourself in a whole new world that you're not prepared for. One of the reasons I asked the, that question about analyzing the data that you receive is related to mental illness. So when I was 17, I had this experience, which it revealed this truth to me about what was possible in the, in the universe. But afterwards, I started going too far with it. Like It was like some thought would pop into my head. I'd think something and I'd take it as absolute truth. And that was a, a very bad well, that that wasn't a beneficial way for me to deal with it because I basically became delusional. It was like I was building all these uh, fantastic worlds within my mind, thinking that they they were coming from some higher source, but I was mistaken. It was just my own, you know, my own ego construction. So, do you think there's a risk when people take psychedelics uh, that they'll confuse the voice of deeper knowledge for their own? you know, little fantasies. No, because even in your case, you don't know if it was your ego or whether it was something trying to communicate with you. See, the, the problem with our consciousness is that, no, it's not a matter of consciousness, it's basically our ego. Ego is the problem because we are, we're born 
to a life that is made of lies. And then we start treating them as truths because discovering discovering yourself and the truth is, is hard work. That's really, really difficult. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, ability to self-criticize yourself, to face your own demons. People don't want that. People are very, very lazy and very, um, very scared. So for someone to to go through this and then reject it, I would say that's a very natural reaction because it's easier just going, oh, it's just my ego or me being crazy or whatever, rather than going, there's something happening that I don't yes. understand. I need to research it because if you start doing that, you start discovering a whole new world of people who actually have answers. There's, that's the thing. We not really we don't yes. live in the unknown. We already have the answers. We've had them for a very long time. We just tend to gravitate towards things that are easy to digest, like pop culture or, or working eight hours a day, nine to five. That's that's easy. That's simple. And then you complain about a life that you don't really live, and you get to be eight, and you just die <laughs> because it's simple. It's it doesn't take much. But what if it turns out that this life is actually something very valuable, that you win in an interdimensional lottery, that it's only a few chosen ones who can take part in it? What then? What, 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 do, you, what do you do when you come here? What do you spend your life on? Basically just eating mm. McDonald's and, and watching Wheel of Fortune. That's, that's ridiculous. It's a waste of existence. I was going to ask you, I guess you kind of already answered this. The, these entities, you do think they're not something within us and like not in the normal way we'd think about it like they're not just constructs of our imagination they are um, but would you say they're external to us or would you say it's more like there's no gap between what's external and internal right um no because it it, it they not see the problem with all those messages and all this information that you get from them is that it's being telepathically uploaded to your brain and it's not really using the normal communication channels, human communication channels. So you get a bunch of concepts and ideas that are not translatable to, to human language. But if I, I'll do a bad job at it, but I'll try to explain what they said. It's obviously okay. everybody who, who's doing anything related to spirituality knows that there's one consciousness. We're all one we're a part of something much mm. bigger. So when you talk about things like them being external or internal, it's not like that. Mm. It's, it's all on the same plane of existence on one, one consciousness, one dimension. And then we basically just have this reality, which is, uh, as I said, a tiny testing room in which we exist just for the purpose of this particular experience, which in this case is love. And it's not that we're internal, external. No, we're all together in it, but we decided that we'll only choose to see the things that are tangible, that are, uh, you know, things that are material. We just concentrate on this. And they say very often that whatever you concentrate on, that's the reality you create with your own mind. So once you open up your mind mm. to, to new concepts and new ideas, You'll start seeing those things, like my video, the um, the four three four, um, the synchronicity. Mm. It's not synchronicity. It's just basically they told me it's like, dude, we're talking to you all the time, and because my question was, what is it? And they go, it's us. Like we're banging on the door of your uh, this, this simulation <laughs> simulated reality chamber. We're telling you just. Be happy, be be relaxed, because you're here to experience a lot of things. It, it's, it's my personal thing. It's basically me being very negative. I, I have 20 years of depression behind me, that kind of stuff. Um, and they, they said this, like, listen, it's us talking to you. And as soon as I heard that, I started accepting this as their attempts to communicate with me. And that totally changed my reality, because those numbers started appearing everywhere, every hour. It used to be once a week, but then it just exploded. It was everywhere. And it's, it's not just that. Once you start doing this, you'll realize that this is how reality works. Um, there's, um, th yeah. there's this book by Rhonda Barnes. It's called Secret. I mean, everyone probably knows Secret. Um, and yeah. this idea, that there's this idea that you can create a reality with your thought. It's not really true because that, that's the reason why it doesn't work. This is why it causes 
it caused so much confusion because it's not really your thought. These are emotions that actually mm. govern your reality. Um, so you use your right. emotions to choose the reality you want to live in. Obviously, if you're negative, that will be the reality that you will be and it, and everything will be external. It will be you and them. But once when it's loving and it's positive, it will be all one. All will be the same thing. You start seeing that. You just start realizing that this is that, that everything's connected. Once you see those connections, you start realizing that there's no real distinction between me and other humans or other animals. And then if you get on the spiritual path, you realize that there's more. There's nature that's connected to you. There's other entities, like people call them angels, whatever. Once you start seeing those things, you mm. you start understanding that it's much, much more complex. And it's that there's no real distinction between things. It's, it's one consciousness that uh, wants to experience itself by interacting with itself. It's, it's a very interesting concept. We were talking about knowledge and how this kind of knowledge isn't really accepted in the mainstream. So a lot of people, when they hear that you've received some knowledge through using psychedelics or through meditation, they probably dismiss that. A lot of people today are focused on science and some people even are very strong advocates of this and they say, it's like a religious thing. They say the only path to knowledge is science, which I definitely don't agree with, but some people believe that. Do you think there'll, there'll come a time when it's more accepted that these are legitimate paths to knowledge, like revelation is a, is a legitimate path to knowledge and that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're still in Middle Ages. I'm actually... I'm absolutely shocked about the state of our knowledge, our, our medicine. It's 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 archaic. It's really really primitive, and we need to start accepting mm. other explanations for things because what we have now makes zero sense. What what we believe in, things like evolution or or anything else, it's just, it's a fairy tale. Everything is made up, and when you try to look up the definition of it, you'll be like, oh, we don't know. We just don't know. I mean, we don't have to go as far as trying <laughs> to find the source of gravity, that things that keeps you on this surface, whatever it is. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be like, yeah. oh, we don't really know. We, we have no explanation. What's more interesting, every law of physics that we use is actually against the commonly accepted theories about gravity. And you cannot be stupid forever. It's it's sooner or later people will start asking questions, <laughs> and there's this is one of the reasons why people uh, just just start waking up. It's been only twenty years that we've had the internet, but it's been probably the most hmm. significant twenty years in terms of intellectual freedom that we've ever had in the history of humankind. And you you cannot yes. live a life where you don't know where you came from. You don't know why you're here, and you don't know where you're going to. And the only thing you know is that you need to work and you need to die. Those are the only things that the establishment wants you to, to be completely sure of. That, that makes no sense. And also, we're getting to a point where technology allows us to stop working. Like, we, we're already at this point. We're not doing this because there are huge, uh, you know, there, there are people who basically want to profit from our stupidity. But it's not going to last for a long time. It's, it's, you know, we already have the technology to, to communicate with each other and to create new things. Uh, we have things that will completely change our lives within the next few decades. So it's only a question how much resistance there will be from uh, humans, hum uh, I mean humans, from those who already, who, who woke up. I don't like to use this word, but people who already know that this is not what it is. It only depends how much resistance there will be from them. And I think our numbers are growing. People are realizing that you cannot live a life that you lived 50 years ago. This financially, uh, it doesn't work in terms of, of your, your energy and finances. It just, it makes zero sense. Something has to change. And the answer, and everyone knows this, the answer is not in in the, the establishment's dogma it's this type of science the quote more science because not really science it's just religion 
things like evolution are religion because they mm. ignore all the facts, all the scientific and logical facts about the origin of humans on this planet. And they give you a, a something that makes zero sense. Like they give you an idea of, of you know, humans just, just evolving from a bacteria that there's, there's not a single person on this planet that can explain how it's possible. There's no a reaction or a process that can explain it. It, it just, it's just physically not possible. So um, we will have to wake up. If you want to live a, a good life, you just have to start believing in things that seem to be ridiculous at the moment. Of course, they, they seem to be ridiculous because that's the easiest explanation. It's just ridiculous. If you're ridiculous, if, if, you, if there's something you ridicule, you basically negate it. And once you negate it, then you basically can go back to your own fairy tales. It's, you know, we, we all love our fairy tales. That's why girls love unicorn t-shirts and that kind of stuff because we all, yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> look, even look at, at a credit card. What is a credit card? That's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale that tells you that you can afford something that you cannot. And it's, 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 it's the foundation, the financial foundation of our society. Credit is the reason why we have money. Money is debt. So we all live in a fairy tale of finances yeah. that we cannot afford. And, and it's just the basic stuff. I'm not talking about anything else like your health, your food, everything else. It's, it's, we live a fake life. It's, it's plastic. And, and it starts from your body and it ends on your mind. Your mind is made of plastic because you know nothing about yourself. You know nothing about this world. But you're very, very quick to ridicule and judge everybody else who has some sort of idea what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, well, about the evolution thing. So I, I have my doubts about the, this neo-Darwinistic model of evolution as well. But do you have an idea of how humans came to be on Earth? Or you just think that the... Yeah. Of course. Well, the thing is that your knowledge is... is it's your property. You, you need to take care of it. You cannot rely on schools or, or anything else because it's... You know, it's it's right. it's, it's nonsense. So as soon as you open your mind, and you, yeah. of course it is. It's it's someone's making money on you. Your ideas yeah. are not yours. If you go through twenty years of education and you come out of it saying I know something, it means that they successfully <laughs> brainwashed you because you should get out after those twenty years and realize, oh, that's a bunch of lies. It makes <laughs> zero sense. And you, that's that's a healthy reaction. You should know that it's nonsense. There are scientists who know about the truth about the origin of humans, and they don't say anything because they'll immediately lose tenors, they'll be ridiculed, they'll lose their jobs. Because, you know, you need to, to follow the, yeah, the mantra. Totally yeah. uh, of course, I mean, if you... This is the scary part, is that it doesn't take a genius to actually look at your body and go, Where's the proof for that to be a result of an evolutionary process that doesn't exist anywhere else in, na in nature? Like, there is nothing that proves that this is a result of evolution. There is no evolution. It doesn't exist anywhere. The only thing they use is changing colors of some bugs, which is a feature that is supposed to change when you mutate it, or, or the length of wings on fruit flies, that kind of stuff. It makes zero sense. There's no tra transitional example of, of, a, of a one species or one organism changing into another organism. It just doesn't exist, never did, and never will. It's a fairy tale. So it's, it's, everything points towards intelligent design, and, and it doesn't take much to actually look at yourself and go, oh, not only were we intelligently designed, but also it was a really, really crappy job. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we have... Yeah, because we have 4,000 um, DNA errors that cause uh, diseases. Yeah, and they well to make things funnier. There's this guy. Um, I don't know if you if you know him, Greg Barden. Um, well, it's not. Yeah, it's not just him. There are people who have been dealing with human DNA. There's uh, yeah. Bruce Lipton. There are genesis who basically um, they they've studied human genome. They've they know what they're talking about, and they don't even bother trying to go mainstream with this because they know the type of resistance they will encounter. So. They only keep it to themselves. Occasionally, they'll publish a book, which is usually put in, in, in the sci-fi section in, <laughs> in libraries and bookstores. Yeah, there, there are scientific things that, that you know will make you realize that you're just a dumb, dumb person who's just going to school thinking that they teach you something, 
and they're just indoctrinating you to be an mm -hmm. obedient worker. So it it is a it's a, it's a very sad revelation. Once you wake up and you realize that everything you know is a lie. Yeah, well, um, it's, a, it's a sad revelation, it's, but it's, it's also a sad a moment because it's like, oh, so I can build my own thing. <laughs> yes, but what are you being liberated from? Well, you're being liberated from everything. You're being liberated from your family, your, your friends, your family. Everything that you're made of is gone. Once you wake up, and it's not a quick, obviously, it takes years. For me, it's been 15 years and I'm still learning, but. It is a very, very difficult thing because you're you're left on your own. You're, you're alone in this world. There's not many people. People like us are not really a part of this society. 99% of people are, they're asleep and you're not a part of this anymore. Once you wake up, you're in an empty room where there's some people, but you need to find them. And one of the reasons why I decided to start making videos is because Mushrooms told me, they said, your job is to find like-minded people and build a network. And once you do this, we'll tell you what the next step will be because we have a job here to do and you need to help us. Um, but it's been, it's been only a few weeks and it's been absolutely amazing. Having the ability to speak to people who know what I know, it's, it's just, there's, there's nothing else. We, we should live like this. We should always connect with like-minded people. But you're not allowed to. I mean, you go to an office, you work in an office. Who do you who do you sit next to? People who have nothing <laughs> in common with you. People you wouldn't even say hello to in this on the street, right? Yeah. It's just a random person, school, and that's how you spend your life. Very often, your yeah, I mean, your your family members, even your own spouse, they're they're very often strangers because you you know you you connect you match based on attractiveness that has absolutely nothing to do with with what you want from life. It's it's not what you need. Most people are, are, you know, they're strangers in their own house because they live with people who have nothing in common with rather, other than, you know, having children or whatever. It's, it's all very sad because we, we waste this existence on nonsense. We, we waste this, this thing on, sorry, we waste this life on fear, on ego, on, on believing in things that are not true. And we need, it needs to change. It's just, uh, as I said, if it turns out that you come here for a purpose, for a reason, and you do nothing about this, that's a huge, huge waste of existence. Yeah, yeah. Or to, to phrase it another way, it's a huge opportunity when we're here on Earth uh, to do something amazing with our lives, right? Yes, and, and it takes a lot of courage. You need to be a very courageous person. You need to have the guts to actually stand in front of it. I mean, look in the mirror and say, there's, there's no other way. I cannot keep pretending that what I see and what I hear is not real. Because once you have those mm. experiences with, with speed ayahuasca, DMT, or magic mushrooms, it's very difficult to go back to the old thinking, just going, oh, it's not true. It's just my brain. It's just. And I, I know people who mm. spend their whole lives fighting, they just fight to keep this illusion, this this imaginary world, and before everything they have, they put into this world to make sure that they never look outside because they know that they'd rather live a life than spend time and energy on this scary truth that everything you know is fake and everything you are is fake. That's, a, that's an yeah. act of courage. That's something that you need to be very, you need to be a brave person pretty much. Let me ask you, how often do you take magic mushrooms? Oh, not that often. I would say a few times a year. Um, it's yeah. it's it's not easy. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, you don't always have access. The other thing is that um, at, at this stage, the amount of information that I get is so. This is what I do when I when I when I get a chance to to take mushrooms. I sit in the darkness for between four and eight hours, depending on the dose, and with my phone, and I just record everything that they tell me. So you can imagine after a trip like that, you, you have a phone, not, not full of messages, but they're actually only keywords, like, like little chapter titles. To, hmm. to, little hints. To, exactly, to huge just chap book chapters in your head. So you need not only to write it down, but also to process the whole thing and then translate it into a language that other people will understand. 
it takes weeks, yes. between weeks and months sometimes. So there, there are things that I... Yeah, I've, I've got a few things which I think I, I still need to go back from years ago and still put the pieces together. <laughs> but it gets worse because with every message that you get, you get more knowledge and more connections. So every time you learn something new, you go back and you realize that what you learned a long time ago actually has now a completely new meaning because you can connect it now to what you've learned today. It's a mess. It's, it's, it's so, I discovered it recently because this, this whole thing intensifies, it's getting more and more uh, complicated and then it starts connecting to things that happened to me in the past. It's becoming this big yes. puzzle that starts moving. It's, it's not stable, it keeps moving and it grows. So it gets to a point where you're realizing that not only is it complicated but also it changes all the time and you realize that it's never going to be stable and yet you will grow until the rest until you die and this is quite difficult <laughs> it is because you we all strive for we all want to have some sense of stability in terms of our lives our knowledge emotions whatever it's impossible when you do it with with mushrooms it's it's they tell the first thing they tell you is that boy brace yourself because this is going to be a, a ride and uh, I mean, you, you're probably familiar with Bill Hicks and his um, one of his yeah. famous speeches, "Just Arrive." That's what it is. You pretty much get on this thing, and then you go in the unknown. You have no idea where you're going to end up. But this journey takes whole lifetime. Once you wake up and you realize that there's a whole world of knowledge hidden from you, you, you just you just start discovering everything, and it all changes. It 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 creates a a whole new world because nothing is as it was. Nothing is the same, and 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 you need to find your place in this new world. But it it's not stable. Once you sit down, there's something else calling you, and you're like, okay, I have to get up and I'll go somewhere else. And you keep doing this until you realize that you can build a car now, and now you can drive to places. That's how I see it. It's just <laughs> you're just changing a method of transport. The more knowledge you have, the more skills you have to build a different type of, of you know, transportation, and it just becomes. I'm, I'm waiting to build some kind of a time machine. That's the state that I'm at now. Seriously? No, no, I'm, I'm joking. Are you saying it's that just, literally? No, or that's, no, it's that's a, a it's a metaphor because <laughs> I started from um, walking and and now I'm basically just. In a, using a jet engine, but it might be still walking. I don't know. It's, it's the speed at which I'm getting the messages yeah. and, and the amount of messages that I'm getting is just, it's crazy. It's its really, I, I per, on purpose sometimes, I'm just saying, I'm not going to do this for the next few months or at least half a year because I know the next time I'll do it, it will be just too much. And and it, it there, there are some things that are really too much. I lost... I lost a family member recently due to a heart attack and mm. I was allowed to actually to talk to them and that was such a profound experience such a such a deep experience that you start to reevaluate everything that you know about the person so you have family members who are connected to them you start talking to them you start changing the way you feel about death and everything else it's not just knowledge it's right. just that who you are is your beliefs, your emotions. All of this is being turned upside down every time you get information like this. Like he talked to me only for a few seconds, but he told me a few things that made me go, "What am I doing? This is this is ridiculous. I need to take care of those people who he left behind." And there's a lot of things that I need to do, and it creates a whole new process and a lot of steps that you need to take to to get to a new place. And once you get to that place, you realize that everything has changed now and that there's more stuff. So why would you want to have another trip to find out that there's even more stuff? You, you just want to take a break from this. It's, <laughs> the more I learn, I used to do it yeah. every month. And now now I don't want to because it's just, it's too scary. It's it's You cannot wow. undergo changes all the time because there's nothing left in you that you can be certain of. You just wake up every day thinking, who am I? What What is it that is going to hit me today? It's yeah, it's very difficult. Yes, yes. Well, here's <laughs> something I wonder about. What am I going to look like or what kind of person am I going to be when I'm old, like in 40, 50 years time, having all these changes and some of them quite radical and many of them unforeseeable 
changes in in character or in, or in direction of my life. Uh, it's it's hard for me to imagine, but I try to think about it. Like obviously, I think I'll be a more loving person, probably an even more open-minded person, or at least I hope so. Do you have any idea what what <laughs> like where this is ultimately going, or what kind of person you'll? No, be of course not. But because from, of all no. those experiences, I learned one thing that hmm. you just need to keep your mind open. And one of the messages I got from mushrooms is that they say, they always say, just go with the flow because they always have a problem with me resisting. Like first I resisted the validity hmm. of knowledge that they were providing me with. They were telling me, this is what you need to do. This is what's going to happen to a point where they told me that I'm going to lose a job. And I told them that's not true. And I did lose the job. <laughs> that This right. is how serious they were about stuff. They said in two months, you could, they're going to kick you out. And I was like, whatever. And they fired me after two months. And that was the one was like, I better listen to them. Um, so, they, <laughs> they, yeah, that, that actually happened. But the thing is that yeah. um, they they know things that you don't know. And they can yeah. show – well, first of all, they show you who you were. One of the messages they told me is that you are made of experiences that happened 20 years ago. And it's true. They, they pulled those experiences from my, my life. They showed me things that I didn't remember. And they said, this is, see, this is what made you. This is what, who you are today. You, you, you have this vast of, of, of experiences that you were every day, but it's not you. You're not this person. And mm. once I realized that I'm living a lie, that I'm, I'm made of things that don't exist anymore, like I'm using... Peter's fast that doesn't exist. This Peter is gone. I mean, that Peter is gone. This right. Peter exists now, but I don't know him. Like, I don't know who he is. And one of the things that mushrooms do is they let you, uh, it's called ego death. So it allows you to see yourself without ego. And it turns out ego absolutely distorts your your perception of everything. Like, even when you use your language, yeah. I already mentioned that, when you, I write a lot. So when I use the language, they said, we're going to switch off ego now to show you what you're doing. They switched it off, and it turns out that I started using a completely different language, language that was not trying to make me look good in other people's eyes. So once they made me realize that I'm made of this nonsense, this, this earthly and bodily functions, <laughs> I realized that I don't know who I am. So why would I – how can I have any idea about who I'm going to be in, in a few months or years because I've I've changed completely. I've changed every single aspect of my life, and it's not just mushrooms. This is pretty much it. It goes with you know. It comes with with age, with with experiences. You don't change only if you think that you know everything, or when you think that who you are is who you are. And you you put on hold and you you just preserve that. You put it in a nice bag you put it in a fridge and then you stand outside looking at this thing and, and that's how most people live their lives they just think that who they are is who they are and it is true like my mother has been the same person for the last 40 years i've mm. known her 40 years and she is the same person and my mm. problem with her is that she has no clue what real life is about and i can see her drift and drift deeper into those layers of of illusion that is slowly trying, is starting to deteriorate her life. That's what yes. happens to most people. Like if you believe in illusion, this illusion will turn on you and will destroy you because you, you need to be in the real world. You need to know who you are or you know what your weaknesses are. You need to know what you're made of, what your strengths are. No one knows this. No one takes the time to actually try to discover who they are, what they want to do and, and what they should actually, what they should become. So, yes. no, I keep my mind open just saying I'm just interested in who I'm going to be after the next trip. That's that's the only thing I'm interested in. <laughs> okay. yeah. I, I think I'll have to wrap it up there, Peter. But th thanks so much. It's so uh, so interesting to, to talk to you. My pleasure. It's really nice talking to you. I'm really glad that there are people who are interested in my experiences. I hope that people will actually have a chance to benefit from it. Yeah, I think I think they will. I'm going to be I'm going to keep sharing your videos around cuz I I love them. Uh, they're fascinating and, you know, they get my brain 
start lining up in different areas and stuff. So <laughs> thank oh, you so thank much. Thank you so much. It will get more interesting, I promise. At the moment, I'm just starting. It's just an introduction, but I'll, it will get weirder and more interesting. Great. Well, I hope to talk to you again. <laughs> have, have a great Of course, evening. we can do it again. And Sorry. you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to check out Peter's channel, 434. Now, it's not always easy to find when you're searching on YouTube, so check the link in the description and you'll be able to find it. Thanks so much. Take care, love one another, and be cool.